0: The Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for the Super Bowl. Whether you listen on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud, we thank each and every Glory Hole singer for tuning in this week. I am your host, Paul Stevenson. I'm joined here as always on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. All right, boys and girls, here we go. The good, the bad, and the Are you fucking
1: kidding me? And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good! That's good! Well, that's just fucking great! That's just fucking great! The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you
0: fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me?
1: God damn it, are you fucking with me?
0: All right, and as always, we start off with the good, and the good this week was fucking Haas, baby. 3-0 <laughs> to the clients for fg Two units on KC plus two, and half a unit on KC plus two, and the under 47 and a half. Oh, Longhorn hit the sounder, makes him 3-0 and 0 for the playoffs yes. on those. Undefeated. I hit the numbers geek pick of the week. I finished 2-2 two and two on that in the playoffs uh, for me. We were both on KC. Longhorn, lots unpacking this one. But first, I wanted to stop down here and get your thoughts on us cleaning fucking house and sweeping this game betting-wise.
1: I guess my first thought would be that that's what we always do in the Super Bowl. Since we've been doing this officially... Pretty much. Since we've been doing this officially as a company, which is about, God, has it been five years now? Is that that what we're sitting on? I think so. Something like that. We're undefeated in the Super Bowl besides last year when we bet Philly against Mahomes and uh, touched, touched that hot stove, learned our lesson. But yeah, every other year besides that, and even going back before, you know, when we were. Before this was an official thing and we were kind of like, uh, you know, warming up to this to do this officially, you know, we would collaborate and, and 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 do our bets. And I don't remember. It's been a long time. Let's put it this way. It's been at least a decade that I remember losing a Super Bowl besides last year. So, yeah, my thoughts are is we're fucking good. <laughs> we're really good in the playoffs. <laughs> we're really good in the Super Bowl. And that's just what we do. It is what
0: we do. As far as the game goes, uh, Mahomes, as per usual, wasn't good. Uh, he has seven touchdowns and five interceptions in the last four Super Bowl or in his four Super Bowls. But in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl, when it really fucking matters the most, he was that dude as he always fucking mm-hmm. is. Now, San Fran, look, man, they were the better team. It's the reason why they were the sharp side. San Fran dominated most of the game. And, you know, that's why Longhorn and I, we kind of always argue about his stupid Lions and teams like that, which are really good teams. They're built the right way. How many but you just
1: do I have? Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you look, so man, you, just, you don't win the Super Bowl with Jared Goff and you don't win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. Look, Casey's yeah, offensive we, line is
1: garbage. We disagree here, but go ahead. We do.
0: Casey's offensive line was garbage. Their weapons are... I mean, if you called him average, that's very generous. But at the end of the day, they have fucking Mahomes. And the only thing that has stopped him so far is Brady. And Tom finished 2-0 versus him, which is why Mahomes, <clears throat> in my opinion, can never eclipse Brady.
1: But... <laughs> he probably won't anyways because of the, you know, the whole seven Super Bowl thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough mountain <laughs> to climb to, but... Make no mistake about it, this is his league now. And betting anyone but them to win the Super Bowl, I won't say is foolish because obviously he can get hurt, something crazy can happen, but it's also never a bet that you truly believe that you're going to win. You're just hoping that you get fucking lucky on some good odds. But in particular on this game, San Francisco was winning the majority of it. Casey did not take their first lead until the very end of the third quarter, and it lasted all of uh, four fucking minutes of game time. Mm-hmm. And they never let again until the last play of overtime. But even still, I honestly never thought we were going to lose. I just kept wondering how the San Fran meltdown was going to happen. And would it be, you know, a Mahomes touchdown or a field goal to win it for us? We can get to the San Fran side and the bad part, Longhorn. But thoughts on the reigning best player in football, Doing it again, and were you honestly ever worried that we were not going to win this game?
1: I really actually wasn't, and and that's so weird because, yeah, they were trailing for most of the game. It's so fucking weird. But no, I never was. Once they didn't slam the door shut when they got the 10-0 lead, I was like, okay, they're fucked. I mean, we talked about it on the They on had the so many opportunities. Before.
0: They had we, so many opportunities.
1: It basically went exactly how we said. It. If they if if they're trailing after the first half, but it's reasonable, which it was, it was ten to three. <laughs> they're, San Fran's screwed. Now I will say, uh, I mean, Mahomes is awesome. There's, I don't need I don't need to add. It. Let's not waste any content on Mahomes is awesome. Everybody knows he's awesome. I will say, you know, like Brock Purdy and we'll, I'm sure you've got some slots uh, you know, to get into this later, but Brock Purdy showed a lot to me in this Super Bowl, and, and you actually mentioned it, that when Mahomes took the lead, the baby goat took the lead, snatched the game away when they had had the lead most of the game. He came right back and drove them down and get that touchdown and put them back in the lead. Now, I, like you said, we were never worried because we had Mahomes on the other side, but this is about Purdy. For Purdy to do that in that situation, I mean, I was – I was highly impressed so I do think that San Fran will win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy um because I just think that that dude he sh- even in a loss in the Super Bowl he shot a lot so um yeah it's 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 not all gloom and doom for San Fran they got a young team and and I think they'll be back they'll, they'll they're going to get one with Purdy
0: well, we'll get into that, into the bad part. Um, I've got a lot of historical data that says that you're wrong, and I know you don't believe in history because you're a communist, I guess. I don't know, but
1: Hitler yeah, was never a thing.
0: Never. Uh look, here's the weird part to me is you said you were never worried. I was honestly never worried either. Mahomes has made the Super Bowl comeback a normal thing. But in history, it's fucking not. Like before the twenty eight to three, Brady comeback. The biggest deficit ever overcome was ten points, and that was by the skins in '87 with Doug Williams. They were down ten nothing in the first quarter, hmm. and then they won the game forty-two to ten because Denver never fucking scored again. I was about to say I thought that
1: team was—I thought that was a blowout.
0: It was a blowout, but in the first quarter they were down ten nothing. But then after that, Denver never scored again. They weren't down at halftime. It, there's never been the this fucking comeback, but now Mahomes has come back. From double digits down in all three of his Super Bowl victories. Look, this isn't supposed to happen. But he continues to fucking do it. And obviously, Spags deserves a huge part of this credit also. But it really highlights the fact that you can either make the plays to win the game or you can't. And Mahomes just can. And it's against the best competition in the world on the biggest stage It is fucking unreal, and honestly, I think it's going to push these NFL teams, and I'm just going to float this theory out to you, to kind of the next evolution of clock management when it comes to the end of these games, which honestly, Kansas City really did in this game if you look at it. It's become, and I've said it many times, it's become more and more like the NBA at the end of these fucking games, and KC did the smart thing. If you look what they did, they rushed down the field to get the go-ahead score, and then they get the they get the ball back. Uh the kick and they get the ball back with a little over five minutes left even after San Francisco scored. So they got the one more possession, which was the crux of our big argument on the last Danny Campbell thing, whether you go for it, whether you don't. My point was you gotta fucking score there so that you know even if they do go score, you do get another possession. And that's exactly what Kansas City did. And teams are gonna have to learn that you have to like hurry up in that first part. So basically, you get the two, you know, the NBA two for one situation. Because God knows, asking a professional football team to make a fucking stop in the fourth quarter on defense is just way too much to ask for some goddamn reason. I don't know. What? I, what? What are your thoughts on like they? Like I I really think that these people are going to have to understand this has become basically a two for one NBA possession situation.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. And the fact that Casey, you know, were they were going hurry up, uh, you know, to ensure that they get another possession if San Fran went down and scored. I I think you're right. And um, you know, the thing about nobody being able to get a, a stop at the end of the game, you know, in these fourth quarters. Well, you know, obviously. Especially in the Super Bowl, where, where the you know the energy's so high and the anticipation's so high, these these defenses get worn out. So you know, yeah, that's a good fucking point. It's not uncommon for even a really great defense it just to get spent. And and the you know the more plays you can run throughout the game, and if you can clock manage at the end of this game correctly, then you're right. That's a huge advantage going forward. And the smart teams will be smart, and the dumb teams will be dumb.
0: Yeah, as always, we are getting some more smart and dumb here in a little bit. Uh, for some of the some more of the smart right now, best bet number one and best bet number two hit for me as I personally had a 3-0 free pick week on the podcast. Oh, wow. I had the ultimate fiddle in the middle, KC plus the eight over 41 and a half. Thank you, overtime, and KC plus eight and under 53 and a half. Look. I gave you guys the algorithms, gave you guys the trends, I gave you guys the stats, history, and I gave you a 3-0 fucking podcast. My God, people, how much more could you fucking possibly want?
1: History.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to some prop bets that hit. Uh, Kate or C-Mac, first touchdown, plus 375. Look. Nice hit there. It wasn't the one we wanted, obviously. We wanted a little bit bigger payout on that, but it was a very creative play, Longhorn. I don't know what your no. thoughts were on the play. It was kind of a little bit of Philly special-esque type of play there.
1: Yeah, it was um, It's actually pretty fucking ugly how, how it went. I yeah, mean, it wor- I don't worked think that's out for exactly a how they drew it now. up. It was like, I mean, Nick Bolton d- was screaming through like it. If he'd have, if Nick Bolden would have he went outside, you know, to, to get around, which which was probably the smart thing to do in theory, because I mean, obviously he's he he recognized the play, didn't get over there in time, or didn't get there in time to break it up. So he's like, Okay, shit, if I'm not gonna be there in time to break it up, let me at least have him cut inside. So in theory, he made the right play as a linebacker, but if he'd have actually recognized where the ball was and cut inside of those blockers, I mean. He could have either blown up the play as soon as McCaffrey caught it, or if he's actually looking at the ball, he might have been able to to get a finger on it or a hand on it. So it didn't look pretty, but it sure did work out well. And um, yeah, McCaffrey first touchdown. That's that's like your hedge. You know, you're 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 wanting oh yeah the long shots to win, but you're you're throwing in a McCaffrey just to maybe get your money back type situation.
0: Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, the Mahomes over four and a half carries. Like I said on the podcast, it was my favorite prop. That hit easily. It didn't even take the knees that, uh, you know, I said pretty much made it a uh, loss
1: Because he season. was the leading rusher for yeah, Kansas
0: City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Longhorn, <laughs> I hope you followed me on that one. It had all the elements, the history, game theory.
1: No, easily. it had too much history, and I'm, I'm out on that. I'm way out <laughs> in history. I don't... That
0: was easily my best call of the game. Uh, Pacheco over 15 and a half carries. That cash. Look, I got lucky on this one. Not going to lie. I needed mm-hmm. the overtime to get there. And honestly, I thought Andy Reid called a pretty shit game for the most part. And they didn't incorporate nearly enough the toss sweeps that I talked about in the podcast. Although every time they did, they <laughs> ran for like nine fucking yards. But whatever. <laughs> Ball don't lie, and it fucking hit anyway. And with that, the parlay of Pacheco and Mahomes over the rushing touchdown attempts cashed at plus 140. Oh, what a great hit on that one. Like, it shouldn't have taken overtime, but, you know, it did. Whatever. Um, The under four and a half sacks hit for me at minus 140. Look, I got to give credit to Longhorn in this one, though. He led me to making that bet. Uh, Both quarterbacks did an excellent job maneuvering the pocket. Longhorn talked about extensively on our uh, breakdown of Mahomes and his unreal ability to play inside and outside of the pocket. And although he did get sacked on one of the first plays of the game by Chase Young, which Mm -hmm. blew up our big fucking parlay. Thanks Mm -hmm. a lot, Patty! Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it did hit. I can't believe Chase Young got a fucking sack Mm -hmm. on one of the most... Yeah, in the Super Bowl on one of the most unsackable players of all fucking time. But whatever, we still hit it, um, <laughs> Longhorn. You got anything else? I know your teasers hit. You got any props that you uh, were proud of there?
1: No, nothing like hit big on that side of the of the Super Bowl for me. It was, I mean, obviously you know huge hits on the on the side in total. But yeah, the props didn't. Um, you know, it was it was win some lose some. It's kind of like middling. Didn't didn't hurt me much. But I didn't. I didn't hit any of the first touchdowns. I did not hedge with with McCaffrey. I had some long shots. And then, obviously, I talked about uh, the long shots on the podcast for MVP, and those didn't hit either. But, you know. Dude, I
0: went back to pause you real quick. I went back and listened just to see if you put Jennings as one of the long shots of your Super Bowl MVP because, dude. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he was going to – when they scored that go-ahead touchdown, I was like, God damn, this is going to win the fucking MVP.
1: Well, not only that, like if you think about that last third and four um, play that um, San Fran had where McDuffie, the cornerback, did that cornerback blitz and broke it up, he was throwing that ball. To Jennings, and that would have like yeah, sealed he was. the game. I mean, he would have won it. So if you had your, you know, long shot on Jennings and that ball doesn't get broke up and he catches it and it seals the win. I don't he, even know what he was paying. I, I don't either. I mean, I never even considered it, you know. I mean, you got McCaffrey, Iuke, Debo, Kittle. I mean, that's, but, but those are the ones though. Those are the ones though. That's why, that's why I throw out those long shots because like, you know, the, it, when it hits, you're getting paid, son. Oh, dude, if it's ever not going to be the fucking quarterback, it's going to be. But see, here's the thing. It's not going
0: to be like a C-Mac or a Kelsey or something like that, because inevitably the quarterback is going to be so involved in something like that. It's going to be something crazy, like a fucking <clears throat> spare like that, that's going to win the MVP. And he's the second player ever to catch and throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Can you name the other one?
1: Catch and throw. Um, Randall L. No, sir. Um, give me the year.
0: Oh, god, uh, 2019, maybe.
1: Oh, that was recent. Um, hmm. Person to catch and oh. Nick Foles. It's a trick question. Big Dick Nick question. Foles, baby, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: huh. Oh, all right. or Anything else before we get to the bad? No, that's it for me. All right, on to the bad. There, there wasn't a lot. Uh We didn't hit any of our long shot parlays, but you know that's why they're long shots. But I'll give each of us a chance to air our worst calls of the Super Bowl. And by far, my worst call was the over eight and a half in the first quarter. Uh, Longhorn, I don't know if you were watching the game or not, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, I watched, I in case you missed it, if, you know, if you weren't glancing at it early, nobody actually scored <clears throat> in the first quarter. So, look, it's difficult to hit the over when nobody scores any <clears throat> points. I'm not sure if it's impossible, mm-hmm. but I, I haven't pulled the data on that. But I will definitely concede that it's it definitely makes it seem very unlikely. Um, you know, I knew that bet was fucked when C-Mac fumbled that ball on their first drive. I was like, oh, God damn, this is bad for me.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Once that happens. It, no, um, yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, all my long shots, they they all sucked. So, I mean. No, I'm not talking about long shots. I mean, like, an opinion that you had, like, um,
0: something was going to happen. Like, it just didn't fucking happen.
1: Um... Well, I don't know. Honestly. I mean, it's like,
0: hard to find anything when we fucking swept the game. I get it, but like that was my one. I was like, oh, rate and a half. Fuck yeah, seven three. You know that was going to be the score. I was like, nah,
1: zero zero. You know, I'm really, I'm having I, I, nothing really. Like, I mean, it was just, it was just good for for the most part. Um, I will say that it was. Uh, you know, here's here's one that I should have been on and missed. How about that? Uh, maybe, maybe there you that, go. That, that, bet that's regret. Good. Let's do a bet regret. Yeah. <clears throat> like the whole Brandon Ayuk, that should have been the most slam dunk under of all time because uh, on his yards. Yes, it, yeah. any under, any under by Ayuk because he was going well. Against... His
0: catch, his catches only went under by <clears throat> half a catch. So you were skimming the line there, but
1: they had him at, at three and a half. No, he had six catches. Brandon Ayuk did not have six catches. I'm looking at it right now. He had three catches. I
0: thought he had six. No. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Sheet Rice. My bad. My bad. My bad. You're right.
1: Yeah. So, like, Ayuk had that. I mean, Lejerius Sneed. Is that his first name? Whatever. Sneed. Yeah. He is unfucking believable and he drew that matchup with him. Dude, their
0: secondary period is fucking awesome.
1: And young. By the way, they are also the second.
0: those are the two youngest defenses in the NFL, by the way.
1: Oh, like, San Fran is too. Yes, I didn't know that, but I I know I knew that uh, Kansas City is the second youngest average defense to win a Super Bowl. They're they average twenty five years old. So yeah, it's uh I should have been on IU. That should have been a major play and uh, wasn't. So that's a miss.
0: Yeah, and I if I would do a bet regret, I would say all the Debo unders should have went Debo under. Look, man, the dude just gets hurt. He just gets, he gets fucking hurt. He gets hurt like every other fucking game. Like he did,
1: tough it out though. He he did. Yeah, he, he did,
0: but he was he was a total non-factor in that game.
1: Yeah. No, it and, was. It, it
0: and was, because of Spagnola, like knowing... I mean, he he's like he's the Belichick without the Belichick name. He he just takes away your best shit. That's just what he does.
1: He's unbelievable. He's just. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, I. I the podcast that we did before, like I mean, the the checklist of Spagnolia against Purdy. I mean, and if Purdy did he did when he was clean, he did good. Besides that one throw that he missed long, where where Chris Jones was was you know on him, but that's the one throw that could have won the Super Bowl, could have sealed the deal. That he missed when Ayuk was streaking down down to the end zone, he he overthrew him. Besides that. He was pretty he was pretty good. But yeah, Spagnolia is just, I mean, he's clearly resigned to the fact that he's just going to be a coordinator, and that's that's awesome if you're a Chiefs fan, but um bad bad for the rest of the league.
0: No doubt about it. All right. Speaking of bad, 49ers looking forward. So they're starting to kind of feel to me like this generation's Buffalo Bills, honestly. Look, Shanty's so snake bit. It's ridiculous. Three times he's been in the Super Bowl, three times he's had a double-digit lead, and three times he's lost, and by now, you know, that's just how he's going to be viewed, right or wrong. His play calling in the second half, especially in the third quarter, my fucking God, dude. How are you this bad at what you might be the best at on the entire fucking planet, But, Longhorn, we've been out in front of this. We've said it right here on the podcast. You can't trust him in big games because he brain freezes. I mean, he he just fucking does. It's impossible to explain, but it's not impossible to recognize. And we've made money fading the 49ers in the playoffs. And then the report comes out after the game that the 49ers players didn't even know the rules for overtime. And what makes that even worse is the fact that Mahomes comes out and said they had a guy from their analytics department come into the locker room during the week and lay out the exact strategy of what they were going to do in overtime if it was to occur. Which, by the way, there's only been one fucking overtime ever. (laughs) Ever. And you know who was in that overtime? Kyle fucking (laughs) Shanahan. So you would think if any fucking coach on earth would have that on his fucking mind, it would be the super genius Shanahan. But no, instead somehow, Andy Reid managed to have enough time between fucking eating cheeseburgers and struggling to breathe to have his analytic department run scenario models and then present their findings to him and finalize a game plan just in case a 1 in 50 plus scenario fucking happened. Look, man, I'm sorry, but Shannon he deserves every bit of shit that he is going to get for the rest of his career. My God, dude, be better at your fucking job.
1: And so, what's your takeaway that that he's that he'll never win one? <clears throat> well, I mean, I mean, I agree I with her. I agree with everything you said uh, as far as what's happened in the past and what happened in this game. But like, you you don't think they're going to be okay so... in and around this game for the next eight years
0: let me get to my next point then so before we get into that so purdy lost his first super bowl appearance which historically means he's never going back and even if he does there's only been one player since 1990 to lose his first super bowl appearance and actually win one and that's john elway and for whatever you think of purdy and i love purdy he ain't no fucking john elway now purdy was like you said he was not terrible in this game by any means his QBR was a 70 which is a hell of a lot better than the fucking quote-unquote MVP Lamar Jackson's 41 against the fucking Chiefs. Mm. But I've gone on record saying that I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with Lamar, which is why I never would have paid him. I think Purdy is fine. I think he's every bit of Golf, Dak, or Cousins. And you can win a hell of a lot of fucking football games with that. And you'll almost always win more than you lose with that level of quarterback play also, which means you're will almost always be in the fucking playoffs. And since he's making literally no fucking money, the 49ers have a great window here to stay on top of the NFC. And, in fact, I don't know if there's a quarterback in the NFC that I would take over Brock Purdy right now, if you wanted to be honest. I mean, if you guarantee me Stafford's health, you know, maybe I'd do that for a year or two. And if Jordan Love continues to progress, which that remains to be seen, I'd take him too. Yeah, but he's making nothing. That's what I'm saying. So So as much as I'm saying, yeah. So as much as I'm saying, you can't win a Super Bowl with a guy. Their only path forward is to win a Super Bowl with that fucking guy. And Longhorn, you're the roster guy. This roster looks pretty damn loaded to me. Mm -hmm. And but I mean, is there anywhere that they can make a significant improvement that would get them over the hump? I mean, my god. They're the best team in the conference by a mile already. They're already the fucking favorite next year to win the fucking Super Bowl.
1: What else could they possibly fucking do? It, just wait for their turn. I mean, like that's all it is too. I mean, like you're you can have the best roster, and and also, well, here here's your improvement. It'll be it'll be party with experience. It'll be party with going through the through the. Uh, but you don't the,
0: get that second chance historically.
1: Yeah, historically, yeah. But I mean. Historically, ah, history. no, I'm just saying. But are historically the players that lose the first Super Bowl are they the Super Bowl favorites of the next year? Well, I don't know that. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I mean, I don't know what the scenarios of those of those certain quarterbacks were that went they lost the first time they went. But like, I don't think well, Philly wasn't the favorite <clears> this year, were they? They were up there, but I don't, I don't think they were the favorite. All I know is Brock Purdy is going to be making nothing for the next three or four years, and he's going to have one of the best rosters. Maybe not the best, but certainly one of the best rosters. I mean, it's got the next is, it not, is it not
0: the best in the conference though?
1: For the roster, of course. Okay, well then, I mean, there's a whole offseason to go, but yeah, I mean, like as of right now, of course.
0: So I mean, I I think that they're the ultimate test case scenario because. Yeah, they should have the best team again. Their over under win total, by the way, is already up. 11 and a half for next year. So, you're and,
1: assuming, or I don't know if you're assuming, maybe you tell me, but like, I don't think that we've seen Brock Purdy's ceiling. Oh,
0: yeah, we've seen Brock Purdy's ceiling. I don't think
1: so. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, I don't.
0: dude, I saw Brock Purdy ceiling his junior year at fucking. Uh, Iowa State. Okay, but if, if you're, he looks if you're like going off that. Si-
1: okay, if you're going off that ceiling, what you saw in college, he would never be the Super Bowl quarterback for the San Francisco Forty Nine. That's
0: not true. He's the same
1: dude. He looks
0: exactly the same at, at as he did at Iowa State. If he can be on time and make his throws, he's a very good quarterback. My problem with guys like him and Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins are when they get moved off their time, can they make that next? other level play and you saw it time and time again in the Super Bowl when he got rushed when he had to move off his spot when he could not quite get and there was like two throws that he was just slightly delayed and the Chiefs cornerbacks got there and got a fingertip on the ball
1: yeah
0: and that's the difference like that's the difference between a guy like Mahomes and Brady and a Stafford and a dude with like a plus and even a Josh Allen a plus plus arm that can Still make that throw, even though it's slightly off time. Because guess what? It's the fucking Super Bowl. You're going to be off time. You're playing one of the <clears throat> best teams in the entire fucking league. They didn't get there by a fucking accident. So when it comes to that level, that's why those dudes don't win fucking Super Bowls. That's it. Yeah. And, and, and take it all the way back to even do like Peyton Manning. That's why he struggled, even in the playoffs. Because when Peyton Manning could be on time and not be disrupted, he's the best quarterback fucking ever. But as soon as anybody could disrupt anything in his little fucking window, and Peyton did have a plus arm. And he's still, and he won two Super Bowls because, you know, he was that fucking good, and he's better than Brock Purdy and fucking uh, Cousins and all that. I'm not putting him on that level. My point is, he's that type of dude that couldn't make that really extended play, but he just had enough of a plus arm, and his intellect was so fucking high. He at least got two Super Bowl wins, but... All those years, he was the best quarterback in the league, and it wasn't even a comparison between him and Tom Brady. He still didn't win because when it came to the biggest competition, the best, the biggest moments, he could not make that extra level play.
1: Until he did. No, I mean he never really did, but he. I mean, we've we've had this argument for like 15 years now. Like it's just.
0: And I keep being right, but, I mean, well, you keep of arguing.
1: Court, oh, my God. It's like, it's like. of course you're going to be like, hey, I don't think this guy can win a Super Bowl. Like, I mean, you're almost always going to be right no matter no, I mean, who that, it is. I mean, that level of guy, though. Well, because I mean, that level of guy almost never does. But th- but that's not the question. You're asking the wrong question. Can a guy like – like, if I ask the question, can a guy like that win a Super Bowl? The answer is obviously yes, because they have. So, but so then when you – Who? Oh my God! Are you serious? There's been there's been several. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I can see one point too. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Exactly. So that's my point. So like we've had this argument forever. So like it's can a guy like Brock win a Super Bowl? Yes. Now I struggle putting Brock in this category because even though you say you this is his ceiling, I don't believe that because I don't. It think, is absolutely his ceiling. I don't think any rookie or first year starter has ever hit his ceiling in his first year. And we can just agree to disagree on that. I think there's there's better to come, but it, you know, like to, to your Kirk Cousins, um, you know, that's a, that's a better example because he's a veteran that hasn't hasn't you know got to the Super Bowl or anything like that. I think I still think and that, they and that's can. a very
0: that's a very similar skill set. I mean, Cousins is better than Purdy at because, almost because he's a twelve year veteran. No, but or, he was better than almost at Purdy at almost everything in college. He's better at Purdy at almost everything. His entire career. I mean, yeah, I, it's
1: fine. As yeah, I mean, but again, we don't know what Purdy's going to be exactly. We just don't know.
0: No, and I like him. And they have no other choice. They have my my bottom line was they have no other choice. And it is going to be the best case study because they don't have to pay him.
1: God, don't so, have to pay him and have a great roster. It's a good place to be.
0: Yeah, I mean that it, it's the best place you could possibly fucking be. Like, you know, once Dallas had to pay Dak, they're done. You know, once fucking. Baltimore has to play Lamar, I mean, yeah, they had a great year this year. They're gonna to start to fade. Like that that's not gonna be sustainable.
1: Yeah, once and, and, and that's where we start to like agree. We were at, we were actually ahead of the curve on this before before the national media started oh, talking of about course. that. So like, yeah, when it gets to that point, yeah, I'm I'm way, way in your in your camp there. Because then it comes down to, you know, you know, you, you you're limited on your roster because you're paying the quarterback so much. And if you're paying the quarterback so much who's not Mahomes or not Brady, then you're kind of screwed. So, yeah, I agree with you there. All right, let's get off that for a second. Let's close with this.
0: On the Shanahan point, like, do you think it's something in his DNA that just keeps him, like, is he so fucking hyper-focused and so super, like, you know, some sometimes people that are really intelligent and so hyper-focused on something That they get blinders on and they miss the attention to the detail that, which is what, and this is what makes Bill Belichick so special. For everybody that's shitting on Bill Belichick, and I've been one of those dudes that's like, look, without Brady, there is no Belichick, which is true. But without Belichick, there is no Brady. And I fully concede that point 100%. Just -hmm. like without fucking Andy Reid, if fucking Mahomes goes to the Bears instead of Trubisky, Mahomes isn't fucking winning fucking three Super Bowls. Get the fuck out of here.
1: But yeah, either so way. You can say that about like Walsh and Montana. It's it's Yeah, yeah. It's it goes it goes long.
0: down the line. It's just it's a historical matchup and just magic things happen and it's good for everybody because we get to fucking see it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But like he just seems to have that gene in him where it's like he gets so fucking hyper focused on something. Yeah. And he he just his brain fucking freezes
1: in these moments. It just fucking freezes. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. Yes, I pretty much agree with everything you said. and But I will say this, that people said the same thing about Andy Reid in Philadelphia. And he had the same thing. So I think maybe with a guy like... Um, cause, Until I mean, Patrick Mahomes showed up. Exactly. So, like, it you know, so, I think Brock Purdy I, ain't Patrick Mahomes. Again, I don't. I, I, Brock Purdy's not going to be a three-time or seven-time Super Bowl winner like Mahomes or or or. I mean, Brady. can Brock
0: Purdy even be Donovan McNabb? Yes.
1: Yes. yes. You think so? He already well, did. Did McNabb ever win a Super Bowl? No. Then he already is McNabb because he went to a Super Bowl and lost it.
0: No, I mean, man, I went to five NFC championship games,
1: so okay. slow well, down the road a little bit. Well, here, this but. is his first year to start, and he went to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, like, it's – I just think that people like Shanahan, I think that he's going to have to that, have that perfect quarterback matchup to be, like, a dynasty-level coach. Now, I still stand firm that I think a Shanahan and Purdy combination in this window they have for the next four years – can certainly grab one, but I don't know that necessarily he's gonna be a, you know, forever, you know, great Hall of Fame type coach because this mental block is real and it just keeps building, you know, like this loss is another monkey on that back. So it's certainly there. Um, but we saw, you know, we like like I said, we saw Reed lose, wasn't it wasn't it four NFC championships in a row? Something like that? I lost at
0: is it Three in a row, and then went to one and lost the fifth one, too. So, like, four out of five, at least.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. I mean, he got, he got ran out of fucking Philadelphia. So, like, it's, it's sometimes. Yeah, after it, making
0: five fucking NFC championship games, he ran out of that stupid fucking town. Sometimes gone. a
1: really good, a really great coach it just, just has a period where it's just not working for him. Um, but, you know, it, it can change. He's young. I mean, what is he like? I mean, I think, but I, but I, think I don't it's know Arby's. that
0: Andy Reid ever lost. Double digit leads, and I I had to go back and look up all those games. I can't. I don't want to talk out of turn or whatever. But yeah,
1: I don't remember either. But it's and he
0: lost to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, which he lost to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl with fucking Patrick Mahomes. So there's no shame in that either. But you know, I don't it's, know, man.
1: It sucks, man. It sucks. It's it's hard, but there's only one winner, man. That's that's the thing, man. There's only one winner. Oh, I know. And, and when you got Brady handing the torch off to Mahomes. It's yeah, I mean, every,
0: everybody has to fucking <laughs> run through them, man. Like, they just have to run through them. And, look, I think that Kyle Shanahan, honestly, is the greatest offensive coordinator of his generation. I don't think that's even a doubt. I think if you look at everybody that's come from his tree, from the fucking uh, dude in, I don't know why his name's escaped me, in, in L.A. to fucking everybody McVay. else. McVeigh. Like, everybody else has come out of his tree. The fucking Coach Logic down in Miami. Everybody has fucking success everywhere they go, and it all comes from him. I think he truly is one of the greatest innovators we've ever seen in the game of football. So I'm not trying to shit on the dude as a coach or as an offensive coordinator. I think he's fucking phenomenal. I just think he has these moments in these big games where he just gets fucking... Brain freeze. And Romo talked about it on the broadcast. When he, re- he passed the ball six straight times in the third quarter when they had the fucking lead. Like, dude, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? Kansas City can't even move the ball. And you're just giving it right back to him. You're putting the ball in the hands of Brock fucking Purdy. You got fucking C-Mac. I mean, what the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it, it, you know, yeah, I agree. I agree. But C-Mac did... You know, even with that success in overtime, when he finally started running the ball a little bit, he still only ended, ended with 3.6 yards of carry. Yeah, so nobody they...
0: could run the ball. But, I mean, Kansas City couldn't run the ball either. But you know what they kept doing? Handed it to fucking Pacheco. Handed it to fucking Pacheco. Now, they weren't doing it the way I said they should do it. And Every time they did do that, they got fucking nine yards. But they still kept doing it because, as Romo pointed out in the brackets, it just keeps you on time as an offense, and it just keeps the defense at least a little bit fucking honest. Like you can't just drop back and throw against that Kansas City defense, but their secondary is sticking to your guys like fucking glue. They knew exactly where the routes were. There was no room for Purdy to throw the fucking ball. Like Kittle was non fucking existent. I mean,
1: oh man, oh yeah, what, what was where was he at?
0: I mean, they just they just took him away. They are just like, yeah, he's not gonna fucking beat us. So go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, you know, we don't got to micro analyze all of it, but it'll be interesting to see how the how you know the off unfolds, who they take in a draft, who they can sign, who they who they can't sign. Because you know, I mean, I guess San Francisco's got a, a better situation with not having to pay the quarterback, but you know, on the KC side, that you know, are, are they going to be able to keep Chris Jones? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens
0: there. Uh, last thing I'll touch on before we get to the are you fucking kidding me is the overtime thing. Look, there's been a lot made on taking the ball, not taking the ball, this and that. Look, I think my opinion has come down to the fact that there's not really a big enough case study to make a hard and fast opinion either way. I know there was a guy that built a model just basically based on – EPA, just overall, and what the scenarios were, and he basically came up with 50-50. Wow. I mean, I could see the argument either way. I see the argument, hey, we our defense is tired. We want the ball. Let's see if we can go score a touchdown. And then, you know, that way Kansas City knows they have to score a touchdown. But I could see the argument on the other side, which, you know, it's very clear. You know, you take the ball first, you get the field goal. Well, it's, then the – or uh, – KC has the ball fourth and one on their own 30. Well, they know they got to go for it. So Mm -hmm. there that takes every decision out. I mean, makes no decision at all. You get four plays. You get
1: four plays on every every first down, yeah.
0: But I also understand the decision that if you could hold Kansas City to the field goal, then you have the ultimate possession. You have the sudden death possession. So I do understand it. I do definitely get it. Mm Mm-hmm. I do, but I also understand the you know people that want to argue like well it's like college football you want you you let them go first that way you know exactly what you have to do blah 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 I get that too I don't know I I didn't really fall into either camp I don't have a hard opinion I didn't know if you did that's why
1: I brought no. it up no no just because of you know when you lay out and this is new so like this is a new rule with with the NFL and. Um, You know when you when you weigh everything now. Now I have a preference of what I would do if I was the head coach. I'm sure you have a preference of what you would do if you were a head coach. Um, But yeah, I don't think it's glaring either way to where it's uh, egregious either way. Um, So you know, I would always prefer to have the ball second just to know that way I can just know. Especially if I got a guy like Mahomes, I'm I'm just I'm just like you do what you got to do. I got Mahomes. We'll either go win it or we'll go tie it. and uh, but, but, you know, obviously I understand the argument that if you do go tie it, well, then the other team's got the advantage because it's sudden death, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's a coin flip.
0: Now, for drama perspective, I would prefer that San Francisco scored the touchdown. Now, for our betting perspective, I'm glad that they did not because as soon as overtime happened, I'm like, all right, no we shit. need a fucking field goal and then Worked a touchdown, and then we win by the hook, so – Perfect for us. But if it would have, if they would have scored a touchdown, Mahomes did say when the analytics guy presented the whole thing to them, they're like, look, this is what this happens. You get the ball second, then if they score a touchdown, we're going to
1: go and we're going for two. Yeah. So just know that. That's another part of that equation that, that makes it really interesting. And and just, it's just, I, it, I love that. I love adding things to the game like this that just. Creates thought, creates conversation, um, and I will say, you know, we, we nobody's deeper into this game than we are. But when that clock was ticking down at the end of the, well, it said overtime, but basically what it was was the first quarter. I was a little like I wasn't sure exactly how that worked in the new overtime rules um, with that, you know, because KC scored a t- that touchdown with just a few seconds left on the on the clock in overtime. Um, but do, did you hear about that? Like, what would have happened if the clock ran out?
0: Yeah, they they would have flipped the side of the field.
1: And yeah, then, it's just like a quarter. It, all it is is like it's so you know. Oh, it fucked me up for a second too. So I was like, "Fuck yes, Casey score, we win." And then I saw three seconds,
0: like, "Oh goddamn!" Now they got to kick the extra point. But then I saw everybody celebrate. I was like, "Oh wait, no, never
1: mind. No, they don't." Well, yeah, and I I hear you there, but I think most people are thinking like they got to they got to hurry up or the game, uh, you know, like what, what happens here? Like, is is it, you know, obviously the game wouldn't be over, but you know, for a a split second, I was like, they better hurry. Time's running out, but time wasn't running out. You know, it's just, so in, in, in these playoff games, they put 15 minutes on the clock. And, you know, if, if you don't score in that 15 minutes, you, you keep the same possession, whatever down and yardage you're on, you flip the field. And it's just like a, just like a quarter change. So, it's, it's a lot of new things in football, and I think it's good. makes it interesting, and what a great Super Bowl. What a fucking great Super Bowl. It was a, it was a fantastic win for us, fantastic win, and good game to watch. All right, moving on. To the, are you fucking kidding me?
0: And we're just going to go ahead and continue the uh, thing we've been doing, just recapping. We're just going to tidy up the season here. So, mm. oh, us, yeah, for, about
1: that.
0: Yeah, us for the season, uh, right at actually a little over 60%. In the NFL with the clients. God damn it, buddy. Hell good? of a fucking year. Hell of a fucking year. Seems good. Seeming good. Uh, <laughs> the the and model finished 9-3 ATS on all gradable games in the playoffs. And 2-0 in agreements with the V2 model. So great inaugural run on that. Let's recap on all of our calls throughout the year. So. Uh, Longhorn and the Sounders He went 3-0 in on the playoffs 22-23 and 23. now I did not write down the money line on those So I do apologize for that But also did give Longhorn credit on his covers Not just straight up wins So there's might be a little mud in there But I'd be willing to bet That he still turned a profit overall on that metric And that's really the best part about betting Dogs on the money line Is look boys and girls You don't even have to be 50-50 To make money so I will do a better job on tracking that next year on the money line. I
1: was—I didn't even know you were tracking that. I was twenty-two and twenty-three on Sounders. Sounders, yeah. Is—is is that counting like?
0: That's counting some covers in there. I don't know how many. Uh, again, okay. that's that's my fault. I'll yeah, do... we'll
1: we'll track that better next year. That's a good, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, I'll track that better next year so that we can get a true uh, metric on what kind of units that you would have been up on that. Uh, the big dick for the year five and eight. So maybe Longhorns take some hymns in the no, off and season. I, no,
1: no, 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 no. And I guarantee you, if you do the money line math on that, that that's a that's a positive EV because well, that's I, all graded on against the spread. All graded on against the spread. Oh well, then you got to grade it. You got to grade it on. Um, I guess we got to do both. We'll, we'll we'll do better next year. We'll do better on those. Well, I don't. Well, I didn't grade the. The Sounders I realize I fucked up on the Big Dicks. I didn't because that's like – because
0: you took two
1: Big Dick favorites in that too. That's true. That's true because I and, and I called blowout. So yeah. We'll yeah. have to figure it out. So so like the Sounders and the Big Dick. Or the Sounders are just an underdog winning. The big dick I yeah. tried to pick under big underdogs to win. Um so yeah, we'll we'll iron this out and get a get a better way to to grade that.
0: We'll iron it out. Danger zones seven and ten on that one. So, oh,
1: that's not very good. Uh, number, that's ATS?
0: ATS. Yeah. All of that's ATS. That's um, not
1: very mavericky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Numbers geeks, nine and seven for me on that. Nothing to get too excited about, but I'll take 56% when I can get it. And I would be more excited about it because it would be the most profitable thing on the podcast. But it came in a distant second to the longhorn lock of the week. I went back and researched through all my notes. <laughs> That finished uh-huh. six and one on the season, a staggering eighty-five point oh, seven Ever. ATS, and at least three of those were two-unit plays. <laughs> Easily the most profitable
1: part of the show. The Patriots. Why was it two-unit? Who calls it two units?
0: I made all the primers oh, that's very right. clear. I remember
1: that. I remember that. I remember that.
0: Long, the Pagers had Longhorn on tilt, and we took full advantage of it. Thank you, sir, for I all the I don't know what cash. you're going
1: to do next year because, it. I mean, unless you're going to like discover a new team. To- it's always
0: a new team. I can't wait to see who it is next year to get you yeah. on
1: tilt. But we will
0: be there to recoup all that fucking cash, baby.
1: What's up, Falcons? <laughs> I see you over there.
0: <laughs> all right. Now, on uh, to the last part of the preseason, uh, calls. So, we're, we're down to the AFC and the NFC East. Alright, I said Bills 12 and 5, uh, I got one point for the division, two points for the over. Miami 9 and 8, I got no points for that. Jets 9 and 8, I got two points for the under. New England 6 and 11, two points for the under. Longhorn had Buffalo 13 and 4, he gets one point for the division, two points for the over. Jets 10 and 7, he gets no points there. <laughs> New England 7 and 10, he gets two points for the under. And Miami 7 and 10, no points there. Mm. So me 7, Longhorn 5 on that. Mm. On to the NFC East. I had Philly 11 and 6. I get two points to the under, three points for the exact record, one oh. point for the wild card. Dallas 10 and 7, one point for the wild card. Giants 9 and 8, I get nothing. Skins 6 and 11, two points for the under. On to Longhorns NFC East. God damn it. He had, know, Dallas, I, I had Dallas, 12 and 5. One point for the division. Two points for the over. Three points for the exact oh, record. Oh,
1: oh, damn. He had it. Philly
0: 11 and 6. One point for the wild card. Two points for the under.
1: Three points for the exact oh, record. Oh, 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 let's go. He
0: had New York Giants 6-11. Two for hit the exactly? under and three points oh, for the exact record. And he had the Skins 5-12, two points for the under. Longhorn scored 19 <laughs> points in that division. I scored nine. So yes. overall, Longhorn 24, me 16. Now I did one Super Bowl participant correct, which gives me three points, but I did not have the Chiefs winning it because I'm a fucking retard. So final score, Longhorn 60, me 55. Longhorn is the winner. The NFC East. Clenched it for him. Congratulations, sir, and well so,
1: done. Just for a future, like if what do you reward? Like and I, I fully agree with the three points for, for having a Super Bowl entry. If if you pick the Super Bowl winner, what, what points are you rewarding? Five for that? points. Okay, I agree with that. All right, yeah. So that yeah that. I, I, Hey, it's nice. To, boy, the NFC East, man. Fucking, you fucking
0: it. killed it. And I look forward to next year around this time, where you pretend to once again not know the rules yeah, of the scoring system. Nah, we
1: ironed it out. We ironed it out. You just <laughs> you just made this up last year, and I think I was out sick with AIDS or something on on the podcast, and 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 I had to hear it secondhand. But yeah, I'm getting the hang of it.
0: <clears throat> hey, man, take a bow, you fucking sixty to fifty-five Longhorn, great fucking. Win what were the there. scores
1: last year? Do you remember?
0: I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. I'm sorry, okay. sir.
1: Well, no, no. gotta do better. Like Brock Purdy and, and Shanahan, you gotta do better.
0: I know. I've, I've got my mental blocks, too. Look, <laughs> like we all struggle with something. All right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the hard, you fucking petty. All right, boys and girls, that has been the 2023 to 2024 NFL season. We thank you all so much for joining us here on FGH. Uh, we couldn't do this without you guys. We love you guys. Uh, and because of that, we're going to go ahead and give you some look-aheads to next year because football season never really fucking ends. It no, never really fucking ends. Never. Never. So the line for the Super Bowl Longhorn in 2025 has already been set. The AFC is minus 1 and the total is 48 and a half. I think that I'll take the AFC and the under. What about you?
1: Um yeah, no. Um I think <laughs> it, <laughs> I think I think if you're doing these long-term futures, you just you have to look for for plus Points and but plus one is like if you're taking the NFC plus one, that's not enough. I think you, I think you got to get plus two or higher if you're doing these. Yeah, they're not going to give you that. Yeah, you know, of course they will. It'll it'll go there. Like and, and throughout the year <clears throat> as the season's going. It'll. Oh flip. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You're right. So yeah, yeah. there's there's no value right now, so I wouldn't do it. But if you wait during the season, depending on how these teams over here are doing and how these teams in the other conference are doing, you'll see it flip back and forth to where eventually you can get, you know, both NFC and AFC at plus two, plus two and a half. So yeah, what the value is at now, it's just trying to steal money, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's a fantastic fucking point. Uh, and I was more just kidding about I've place any money on any of that but no uh that's a great fucking point that you just made so now let's look at some Super Bowl futures i'm just going to read them off up to the plus 3000 range and then i'm i'm going to have a question for you well mm-hmm. i'm going to have two questions for okay. you so the odds on favorite is those San Francisco 49ers plus 500 mm-hmm. followed by KC plus 700 Baltimore plus 8 800 The Bills plus 1200, your Detroit Lions and the Cincinnati Bengals plus 1400, the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, and those goddamn dirty Eagles at plus 1600, Miami plus 2000. And then here's my question start the Houston Texans, the Bears, and the Chargers at plus 2500, and then behind them, My Jacksonville Jaguars, the Rams, and the Jets at plus 3,000. So, Longhorn, you're going to have to explain to me how the Bears have better odds than Jacksonville, Rams, and the Jets. I don't understand that at all.
1: Well, that will change when they trade Justin Fields and draft a rookie for Patrick Mahomes or what are they trading him for well but well you say that but you know we just saw a rookie quarterback in Houston did he win the Super Bowl he did not well you know that's not how how that works I mean it's it's so then how
0: are they plus 2,500 they're in the same okay so they're in the same category as that guy
1: you just mentioned in Houston Mm -hmm. and then they're plus 2,500 is Chicago
0: yes and the Chargers
1: Yeah, that's. That, I mean, yeah, it seems like a bad, bad. Uh,
0: that's terrible.
1: Yeah, it's not great. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet it. I'm just trying to like. I'm trying to like think, think of reasons why. But if they keep Fields for whatever reason, let's say they keep Fields, which uh, by the
0: way, locally in that media, they're saying it's 90-10. They keep him 90-10.
1: Really? Okay. Yes. Um. So okay. So then let's. If you keep them, you've got two first-round picks. You can build around them. And um, I'm assuming they would use one of those on the quarterback. So, um, which is a
0: wasted pick for For as far as we're talking about plus twenty
1: five hundred, that is a wasted pick. True, but but then you still have another first round pick. I'm I'm assuming one or two second round picks. I mean, like or third, you know, like okay. But either way, let's say everything. Everything I like goes. the way the roster is going. Let I me mean, just, I mean, just it, I'm, I'm probably going to have to hear it's my Chicago Bears next year, but there's no, always, I'm
0: not saying that, but like, okay, mm. let, let's say you're right and everything's going their way. They're the third best team at best in in their own division.
1: Well, it's a bit early for that, but I mean, like, it's we don't, you know, I mean, it's it's we just had the Super Bowls, so there's a whole offseason of moves drafts like it's a bit early to call who's gonna be the best in the division but well they're not gonna no matter what they do they're not gonna be better than detroit roster wise right am i right or wrong on that it's hard to say man dude you see we see these rosters you know they they can just change so dramatically in in a year i mean i think you're probably the favorite to be right but i can't say for sure
0: okay let's just break it out of this coach quarterback and Minnesota is probably not going to have Cousins back, which is why they're like plus six thousand. Right. So you've got coach quarterback Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, and then Jordan Love, and probably the best—not even probably—he's the best coach in the division in Green Bay. And then you've got a guy that they want to fire in Chicago in Justin
1: Fields. Like, <laughs> yeah, they kept they kept Eberflus, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I largely agree. I, I largely agree, but I've just seen you know my, my my just in my core I just search for these long shots. Uh, but twenty five hundred on a team like that is not is not something. I, I mean, would, when you can get Aaron
0: Rodgers and the Jets at plus three thousand, some a yeah. long shot they could hit. They, you yeah. have a pedigree.
1: Yeah, I'd be much more inclined to look at, at teams like that. And and if I was if I was forced to take a plus twenty five hundred, it would certainly be. Uh, uh Harbaugh and um uh, well, Herbert yes. Harbor combination. So yeah, I agree. It's it seems like bad value for sure.
0: I just don't I don't understand it at all. But anyway, out of all those teams I just named, my second question who
1: is your favorite bet out of that group? Oh man, I would I would love to say the Chargers, but unfortunately they've got this guy named Mahomes in their division, so that makes it tough. Um You know, early on, I think I think a thirty to one is that what you said the Jets are thirty to one. I think that's a I think that's interesting because you know you you got the Hall of Fame quarterback. They they've got you know they'll they'll make some moves they'll improve that offensive line 100% they will absolutely make sure that he is better protected this year not that you know it was the protection that made him get hurt or anything but like they'll they'll beef up that offensive line we know the defense is good they got continuity with the, with the coaching staff um do they still have that shitty offensive coordinator uh yes of course they do that's a problem but um yeah 30 to 1 that that'd be the one i pick out of that out of that group yeah
0: i agree with that um
1: Ew. But I, but I do like, um, you know what? Just call right now. Atlanta Falcons, assuming that they get like a Kirk Cousins, you just, just get, get ready next year, folks, because it's gonna be your Atlanta Falcons when he, <laughs> when he throws it to me if they get like a Kirk Cousins or something like that. So it's that's the team I've got an eye on. What, what are they, what are they going at right now? Let me look that up, and while I look that up, so I would agree with your Jets,
0: one hundred percent the only other team that i would throw in there personally and just because again pedigree coach and quarterback i mean you get the rams starting to one you get the the 49ers i mean we know what teams do historically off of uh super bowl losses it's usually a down year for whatever reason you know it just it's one of those kind of unexplainable things in football yes the 49ers going to be the favorite to win the obviously their favorite to win the fucking super bowl so there's no reason why they wouldn't be the favorite to win the division, obviously, but you know, for whatever reason, shit just sort, you know, it just happens to those teams. This, mm-hmm. I mean, fucking Philadelphia is what I don't know what they were, eleven and one or whatever the fuck they were this year, and it just all fell apart, you know. Yeah. Eventually, so that's the only reason why I would look at the Rams there, just because you got a quarter, you got a quarterback and a coach that have already done it, so. All right, let's look at the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> I am looking. My
1: see. the the your Detroit Lions is retired. They made it to the to the NFC Championship game. I am I am calling that a win, and they're retired. I, I, okay,
0: so if you want to bet Atlanta, bet them right now plus
1: five thousand. Oh, there you go. Let's go, baby. Now we still got the off season to go, and we'll, we'll get into all those the moves and, and how that works. But out. you, but to get any value, you got to you got to do it now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about in the past. If you want to just take every team that's 30-1 to and lower, I'm all for it. Because we've seen in multiple of the last – I mean, Detroit, they didn't make the Super Bowl. But, again, you've got hedging opportunities when they get that far. Uh, Detroit this year. uh, Cincinnati the year before was going off at 50. Now, Cincinnati is the big one. Yeah, so, you know – it, you you've, you can take some long shots and um, if if you do it strategically, you don't have to take them all. If you do it strategically, yeah, you get that strategy going, and, and you can you can hit them. You can hit them.
0: All right, so let's look at a couple
1: of long shots here. How how do you feel about the Panthers plus thirty thousand? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I thought that they got demoted to college. Are they still an NFL team
0: right now? They they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you mm-hmm. got the Patriots, Skins, and Giants at plus ten thousand. The Titans Giants.
1: Plus- Giants, That that's one I'm looking at too.
0: All right, the Titans plus 20,000. No, thank you. Uh, the Broncos plus 10,000. What yeah. The fuck?
1: Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm I'll throw a I'll I'll fucking nickel on fly that. Flyer on that one. Coach, what... and coach, really good coach. Eh, quarterback, we'll see. We'll see who the quarterback is there. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Steelers plus 8,000. Saints plus 8,000. Uh... Mm-hmm.
1: I just, I've still got the um, like really bad De- uh, Derek Carr flu in my stomach from last yeah. year. I haven't had enough time to get that out of my system yet.
0: The Colts and the Seahawks at plus
1: six thousand, and the Vikings as well. Colts, um, I don't mind that uh, second year quarterback. You know, we've seen. No, I'm out on that. Uh, that's and that's fine. I mean, again, I don't think it's likely, but you know, it's a it's an unknown quarterback that the, the league hasn't seen a lot of. I like the offensive coordinator. They're not going to see Colts. a lot.
0: I'm going to keep running his fucking head into pylons. Is I is like the does. offensive coordinator for the Colts. <laughs> so you know,
1: at a sixty to one, I do like that flyer.
0: Okay, here's an interesting one to me: the Browns plus four thousand.
1: You have to you have I mean, to it's a really good roster and in theory a uh, what should be a good quarterback but in you know. theory
0: uh <laughs> oh i forgot the raiders and buccaneers plus 8000 and the cardinals plus 8000
1: i don't the cardinals are interesting i i, I don't have a problem but at that high of a number of taking a flyer those other two teams I'm way out on
0: yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for the longest odds. So Did I miss anybody? No, that's pretty much it. So mm-hmm. the Panthers are actually on the board, which is surprising to me. I didn't think that they would be, but they are there.
1: Can't wait to find out who the new Longhorn team of the year is going to be. It's going to be exciting. <laughs>
0: All right, boys and girls, again, thank you so much uh for this season. It's been a fucking great one. We've had a blast as we always fucking do here on FGH. We got a lot of big things coming up that my buddy's about to tell you about right now.
1: Yeah. Um we'll get into more of it in the offseason, but yeah, we're we're switching formats. We're we're getting off the you know dinosaur websites um uh, forum and we're gonna be more in the interaction type. Type forums and uh, more more instant feedback. Ladies, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, no, no. Okay. I'm getting kind of getting kind of tired of women, to be honest with you. That's just not. How's our Tinder profile looking? It's um, looking pretty non-existent. <laughs> uh, I don't. Um, let's just say that the, today's women are just not exactly. You know what? This is not the right. Hey, this is a good segue to start. <laughs> Check out the Bastards of Babylon under the Revolution Network. Subscribe to the Revolution Network and you can hear all about my um, dating um, you know problems and how I hate today's women. That's that's more of, of that side. But um, be sure to, to stay checked in with us. Keep subscribed through the offseason because we've got the draft coming up. We'll have off-season, you know, moves. And, and updates on, on coaches and rosters and, and draft picks and all that good stuff. So we're not going anywhere on the football side. But yes, check out the Revolution Network because we are starting very soon the other side of this business. And, um, you know, some people like sports. Some people like politics, current events. What the fuck's going on in your life? What the fuck's going on in my life? you know some people like both so if you like both subscribe to both but um if you do any of these things we become partners for life and both cephas as always in a mostly non-sexual way people stop throwing away your heart on my own guessing game let the pros do the heavy lifting so sign up tell a friend uh, this is so sad this is the last time and be and oh wait what oh my god i lost it what is it Both was help me out Sign and up join Bill in Brennan on the fun! And join in on the fun of drinking beer, watching football, and never pay a bookie again. Come on!
0: Ah, damn it, people, never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take yourself out,
1: baby.